Blog hey. Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello, author of the book Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter, and host of the podcast Making Each Day Matter. Together here with my co-host is Carrie Butler, owner of the Los Angeles-based consulting firm Emergency Cafe, where she tailors your emergency preparedness needs plan just for you. She's also a Ho'opono forgiveness coach and my partner in crime. And today we bring you Rebecca Barecki, who is the author of the book, You Have Four Minutes to Change Your Life. And I can tell you, I read this book. It changed my life. She's a meditation guru, in my opinion. She's the wife of an incredible man, a mom to five humans, and a complete barnyard of animals. She's a yoga teacher, a meditation guide, TV host, birth doula, innkeeper of the Bliss Inn Spa in New Jersey, and actually my personal girl crush. I have to confess <laughs> that, Rebecca, when I told Carrie about you many months ago, I told her, you probably thought I was a stalker. <laughs> I'm like, I was mesmerized <laughs> by the fact that you had so many similarities to me when I was, you know, in my 30s, raising five kids. I lived on a farm. I had a toxic relationship. I lost my mom. Sorry, I knew that would get me. And I began to follow you. And mm-hmm. I was like, you, if I knew at that age that you are, and I'm not an age person, but it really intrigued me that you have so many tools to offer and Carrie and I have talked about this, that if we had those tools when we were in those places in our life, like it would have been a game changer for my life today. But the most thing I loved about you, and I have to get this out, is the laughter that you brought me because you are one of those people and you don't bring that a lot, but when you bring it, like I spit sometimes, and I know I've told you this on Facebook, because you're really a very funny person and you're just so well-rounded and the inspiration that you bring to me, uh, I can honestly say that you did through your book. I go back to your book often. It's one of those books that you can read the whole thing and really be deeply touched. But more than that, you can pick up that book any day of the week and say, I need to work on this. And that's what I love about it. It sits right on my table up there with super soul Sunday wisdom with Oprah I'll send you a wow. picture later. But that is the only two books that sit out in my office, and because they're those kind of books that inspire you. So that being said, welcome, Carrie Butler. Welcome. I'm so happy to see you all today. Good wow. morning. Thank Hi, you Carrie. for that. You're welcome. So uh, I know. I kind of feel like I'm – I just have to say that I feel like I'm, um, like, the third wheel here. Like, I'm, like, the, you know, I feel like <laughs> on the it's day, the two-on-one. Yeah. It's the two-on-one date, and I'm like, I know I'm not getting that rose at the end, so. Okay. I say the more the merrier, so welcome aboard our date. Uh, it's so interesting. I just, I wanted, to, I wanted to comment on a couple things that you said, and thank you so much for that glowing introduction. When people read my introduction, I usually get very tired because I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I really doing all of those things? But that was so nice. Thank you. Oh, um, you're welcome. A couple things. A couple things. I, in parenting, I'll say it this way: in parenting, there's this saying, you know, that you try to be the parent that you wish you had. And I try to do that, and I talk about that with my kids a lot. You know, what I didn't have, and what I did have, and what I'd like to offer to them. But when you mentioned, you know, I wish I had all these tools when I was your age. That's exactly what I set out to do. 
I try to be the person that oh. I wish would have shown up for me. And I wanted someone funny. And I wanted someone who wasn't afraid to talk about their dark stuff. And I wanted someone that would make me feel like home. So as polished as I would like to be maybe, and you know, I'd love to show up and have my hair done and my makeup on and you know, wearing something other than the camisole that I slept in the night before, I, my first objective is to just show up as what people need or how I feel they're going to feel most comfortable in the moment. So that's what you get. <laughs> I tell a lot of jokes and I laugh a lot from nervousness, <laughs> from, you know, that's, you know, just who I am. But I'm glad that it's, um, it's being received in the spirit that I'm giving it. So thank you for. You're welcome. And the, the truth is that one of, one of the attractions is that you show up so real is that there's black mascara sometimes streaming down your face because you're sharing something <laughs> personal and dark. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, I just got goosebumps through my whole body because the truth is like, those are the things and Carrie Butler, I'm sure you agree with this, that when we were, we were afraid to show up and Carrie Butler, mm-hmm. I just want to say, I loved what oh. you said about the rose. <laughs> you, you just rocked my world with that statement because I'm such a bachelor girl. So I loved it. But, but truthfully, you know, we, we do, we didn't have those tools to show up as we were. We had to show up as we were supposed to be perceived. So you really do that. And diving right yeah. into, like, how did you start to write this book? How, because then you're, you're all these things, and then you're an author, too. Like, and I know what it is to write a book. It is no easy fate. Yeah. It's hard for me to call myself an author. I'm someone who wrote a book, mostly <laughs> under duress, because that was the next step in my <laughs> in my career you know you got to write that book to be that expert and get on those shows and get on you know the radio with lovely ladies like you but what it started out as is not what it became I was originally writing a memoir um, about my life growing up in poverty and someone who dealt with anxiety and depression and growing up as someone who is biracial and was raised to believe that I was white so this is a clear departure from what yeah it's in the book I love it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I originally was writing a book called the accidental white girl and this was about summer of 2013 that I started talking about that publicly and my mother um, was not happy about it because it was a secret that she had been keeping for that time 36 years and she felt that it was her secret to tell and not mine or her story to tell, not mine. And we stopped speaking that summer. And shortly after, in November 2013, she suffered a massive stroke when she was on vacation in North Carolina, and she died 10 days later. So I was able to be with her during that time. And I know we went really deep, really fast, but I was was able to be with her that time, at that time. But while she was in the hospital, um, I was on... Huffington Post live talking about the the book and what I was about to write about. I was meeting with book agents. It was all like such a whirlwind because all the stuff was scheduled. And the moment she passed, and I mean the exact moment, the second while I you know watched her last breath, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was the desire to write the book, the anger that was really the foundation for the book, the anger, the confusion, the feelings of abandonment. It just disappeared. And I was overcome with a sense of forgiveness and compassion for her. And it was like at once I saw who she was as a woman. I totally connected with her journey. And I didn't want to write it anymore. 
But then I had an agent and I had people wanting me to write a book and I basically had an invitation to write anything I wanted to do. And I started brainstorming and talking to my agent who I love very much. I'm still with her. And uh, we said, let's just talk about what got you here, what healed you instead of what hurt you. Let's share that message. Oh my God. And I'm talking about my meditation. Yeah, well, don't cry, don't cry. We have a long way to go. (laughs) (laughs) But we we started talking about my four-minute meditations and that journey, but how can I tell my story without it coming from a place of anger and how can I tell it coming from a place of love and forgiveness and healing and wanting that for other people? And you have four minutes to change your life was born. And I wrote that book instead, and I'm so happy I did. So happy. It is such a good book. Thank you. We're happy you wrote it too. You know, I love that you, like, I remember listening to Wayne Dyer talk mm-hmm. about how he, when he went to go visit the grave of his dad and how mm-hmm. he went there for one reason and left completely in a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for, just a state of sheer forgiveness and mm-hmm. bliss. And I just, I wonder what, like, what do you think, happened like what do you think made like you know because you said like literally at the exact moment like do you can you yes. explain it yeah I can and maybe so you Wayne can. Dyer, oh, okay. no I, I absolutely can and it's so interesting because Wayne Dyer was introduced to me by a girlfriend um a couple years before that a couple years before my mother passed and he's who led me to Hay House and that's mm-hmm. the publishing house that I'm with now so he is a great mentor and teacher of mine and continues to be so what mm-hmm. happens is in those moments is that our – so pettiness, anger, guilt, shame, all of the things that keep us stuck, that hold us down, and that lower our vibration are earthly emotions. They don't exist in the realm of pure joy and love where we're supposed to be, where we come from, where we return to. So if I'm in conflict with another person – and that person passes and they enter that space of joy and love, I have a choice. I can keep the conflict for myself and I can decide, like, I'm going to be stuck in this earthly muck or I can let it disappear because it's really imaginary anyway. It's something that happens here and will disappear as soon as we're gone. And I think because I was open to that teaching and I already had that in me, that it became instant for me. So with every Mm -hmm. practice, with every practice, even with meditation, I tell people, you know, the time to learn how to meditate is not when you're having the panic attack. You have to start the practice before so that when it happens, it becomes <laughs> habit. It becomes instinct for you, right? Like, don't sit down and try to meditate when you're in the middle of feeling like you're dying. So when my mother passed, and my father passed actually seven months before her the same year. So I was a lot with wow. going on in 2013. Mm-hmm. I was prepared oh. Not for the forgiveness, like I didn't know how it was going to manifest, but I was prepared to be open to whatever lesson it was that would appear to me when she left. So when it happened, I was ready. And when she left and it was, and I was standing in that energy of pure love when her, you know, spirit leaves her body, I accepted that and I didn't turn it away. And I didn't, I didn't want to hold on to it truthfully. It was, it took two of us to tango. Like we're both being jerks and we're both being super, super petty. So when, you know, it wasn't her decision to let go of it, you know, her, her body died. But when that mm-hmm. happened, I, you know, I decided to join the, join the party and, and, you know, go in love and not in, you know, pettiness anymore. Wow. 
That's Thank amazing. you for asking that because so, I've never I've never had that question and I've never answered it before. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. It just kind of well, Wayne is my spiritual boyfriend. Just so you know, <laughs> and um, he loved he the and I, Yes, he did and does still. Um, and he, uh, we had a little um, session this morning in my meditation, and I, he just like happened to pop in and say, "You should ask that," because you know it wasn't on our list. <laughs> Wow. Um, no, it's because he, he knows you're talking to Rebecca. He's got this. He's like, oh, my ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm the third wheel. <laughs> you are the two of yeah, one. He, he, like, literally, like, he, he reminds me, like, right now of, like, this, like, rooster that he's, like, ruffling his feathers and just sticking his <laughs> proud, proud chest out and going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me like that. Um, that. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, okay, so you said that. You were, you were talking about, like, the meditation and you don't recommend, you know, beginning a meditation practice when you're in crisis. So, been meditating, right? Like, mm-hmm. before yeah. this, correct? And then Every that day. From, yeah. <clears throat> and when did you start that? Um, another like teacher of mine. <laughs> another another uh, teacher of mine, um, Baba Ram Das, who wrote mm-hmm. me here now. Uh, he appeared to me in a bookstore when I was 15 years old. I was helping my mother. My mother worked in a used bookstore uh, for a girlfriend of hers, and we were helping her 15 15, and I didn't have the money, and I saw this book, and I ended up be here now and took it home with me. And it was the first time I had been introduced to not to other religions, because my, like my mother was a hippie and my family was, was really open with teaching, um, teaching us about other uh, people and other uh, belief systems. But that was the first time that prayer had been introduced to me as something that you can do uh, to your inner, your inner God instead of some, you know, to a God that was outside of you. So I was intrigued by this. And you, I already had a strong prayer practice because I grew up in a religious household, but the idea that I could tap into an inner wisdom or that I was connected to God in that way where he could speak through me was very exciting for me. So mm-hmm. I started deep diving into this, into this inner wisdom. How do I connect to a higher? Gosh, every single day. I'm, I'm someone who treats meditation, about four-minute meditation. I treat it as a way to just check. We're losing you. Yeah, throughout the day, and um, you know, talking to myself and calling on my inner wisdom and talking to God every day since then. So it's been, you know, I was fifteen then. I'll be forty. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) So Rebecca, I I, we're little, so I just want to let our listeners know that she's in the East Coast, and she's in the middle of a nor'easter storm, and I want, I always think my New York friends are the bravest, most courageous women on the planet who live that way, <laughs> so if we do lose you, we just, you know, already you've given us so much, and, and I didn't, you know, I wanted to go back just a minute to when you were talking about your mom, because when you described, you know, that spiritual moment when she, they take their last breath, and I mm-hmm. know exactly that I had that spiritual moment like I was literally raised out of my chair when my mother took her last breath and I Mm -hmm. was almost embarrassed on how 
elated I felt during the day because of that experience. And so I was mm-hmm. just wondering for you, did you have oh, that elation feeling like this was the most beautiful thing I've experienced? Because so many people are afraid of death. It's a lot of ways, yeah. like a lot of our fear comes from, I won't make it through this, so that means I'm going to die, until you experience death on that level and you see that it is one of the most beautiful things that you can experience. So mm-hmm. I wanted to know if you had that, because you changed I changed for sure. And mm-hmm. you went to forgiveness immediately. So I'm assuming that you did. And I just wanted to have that. I, you know, oh gosh, it was, I'll, I'll tell you about both of my parents. My fa- I lost my father in April of 2013. And when he passed, I did feel that. And it was this kind of, um, I felt like I had witnessed something very beautiful and it was a great privilege. And I was happy for him because he's so, he was so ready. He had been sick for a long time with cancer and he really just wanted to be with, you know, his, mm-hmm. his creator. It was very important to him and he was scared and I wanted him to be released from that fear. I don't have a fear of dying, mm. but I knew that he was so afraid mm-hmm. and that was very painful for me. So I was so happy, happy for him. And mm-hmm. there wasn't a me lot too. of grief that followed. It was just like, Oh, you know, I missed that, but it was, you know, I knew he was okay. With my mother, yeah. it was different because there was that, that fight leading up to it. And we did make our mm-hmm. peace, even though it was very difficult to communicate with her because of the stroke. She was totally communicate through blinking. And, oh, my gosh, we took wow. an hour for that. There were so many synchronistic events that happened where my sister knew all about the syndrome because she had just seen a movie. So we were able to communicate with her, even though the doctor <sighs> didn't know what was going on yet. It was, like, so <sighs> much. But we were able oh, to I communicate that. all that we had to say. And yeah. It was, with her, there was, even though I would, you know, I, it was hard for me to think about her making that decision because she had to say, basically pull the plug. And Mm. I, and she wasn't ready. She was such a vibrant, incredible woman, like in tune with her purpose and her sexuality. And yeah, she was so awesome and she didn't want to live like that. And it was so hard to see like that kind of life cut short. And I missed her, and I had so much more that I wanted to say. So yeah, it had nothing to do with the death. You know, the grief that I felt had nothing to do with her dying. It was like she's in it. a better place. She's happy now. She's free from pain. But you know, I want her around. And even though I know yeah. she's around, and I'm, I'm throwing up yeah. funny quotes. So, so you know, like I know she's around. <laughs> it's like I want to hear her laugh. You know, I want her to be at the kids' graduation with me. So. That part of it has been really hard um, for me to deal with. I get that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Thank you for sharing that. And and I just, um, it's just one of those things that uh, people go through and I think can relate when they go through it. So I will move into a lovely conversation that I'd love to have with you, and that is your program called Block to Bliss. And I (laughs) told Carrie that I have signed up for this program. It's starting right like the day after tax season ends, I do taxes and I am so excited (laughs) to dive into myself completely right after that. Cause that that was one of the things that intrigued me, but also the title blocked. And I understand Mm -hmm. that because I have a lot of blocks in my life and to bliss. Mm -hmm. So if you could just give us a little bit about what that's all about for people and if they can still sign up or where they can find it. They can absolutely still sign up and it's at blocked to bliss.com and you can use the to or the TO because I'm learning my lesson with that. So it's blocktoblitz.com. <laughs> and I do such a terrible job marketing it because it's almost indescribable what happens inside. But basically, 
it's for the woman or the man. We have some gentlemen who have joined, but it's for the the person who is feeling like they're doing everything right. You know, they're reading the books, they're doing the, they're tapping into all the different healing modalities, meditating, tapping, you know, whatever they're getting into, meditating every day and they're just not able to get over that one obstacle or that one big thing or that 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 feeling that keeps coming back. And for me, you know, I was taking the steps. I was pushing through fear. I was showing up every single day. I was doing the work and there was something that was just blocking me from the success that I knew I could attain if not for mm-hmm. maybe it was my mindset or maybe it was some, you know, a relationship that was getting in the way. And mm-hmm. as soon as I discovered it through this process, because it really pinpoints the process, it's practical. It's not, you know, I'm super woo-woo, but I'm not, I'm not one to be like a cheerleader, like, you're doing great, and just say this affirmation. I'm not that person, and I'm not someone who's <laughs> like, just believe, and you'll manifest, you know, greatness. It's practical <laughs> steps. It's a, <laughs> it's a system to discover what you're holding on to, what's been holding you back, and maybe you don't even know because a lot of times people come in and they say, this is the thing that's getting in my way. It's my ex-husband or it's my weight or whatever, and it turns out to be something totally different. Mm-hmm. So to pinpoint mm-hmm. the haunt, the things that you think about um, repeatedly throughout the day, the negative uh, thought trains that you can, you can go down, um, to pinpoint those and to create a, a system for dealing with it on a daily basis. And I'll say by it's six weeks, by week two, it's that, you know, most people feel like there's nothing that's going to get in their way. They've completely shed it. Oh, it's based very much it? on a system of integrity and truthfulness because that's what I think that we lack the most. Even the best people are lacking integrity in their practice and how they show up. And then they're, they're lying a lot. I was lying a lot. People lie a lot. And by the end of it, you know, the testimonies that I'm getting are, I find it impossible to even lie to my kids, you know, and we all lie to our kids. It's like, oh, I don't know where that toy went or I don't, you know, there's broccoli. There's not broccoli in that. So it's ice cream it's store a, closed. Yeah, exactly. 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 Right. <laughs> I heard, oh my gosh, the funniest lie was who was saying, I think I saw on Jimmy Kimmel or something. I don't know, Jimmy Fallon, one of those Jimmy's where the sound that the ice cream truck makes when he plays the music, it means he's out of ice cream. <laughs> that was the best one I've ever heard. But anyway, so you find it impossible to even lie to your kids or to yourself. So it's a system based on integrity and honesty and then practical tools mixed in to really pinpoint the issue, to eradicate it quickly. It's a quick fix, which I never liked promising before, but I have, you know, full belief in the system. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, I have a guarantee that once you say I'm done with something, it doesn't, you don't do it anymore. So oh. I love it. <laughs> okay, wait. Ooh, so wait. I'm going to sign up at the end of the call. But let me just ask <laughs> you this, darling. So can you just, just for everybody like me, like, is it, do you, is it a call? Is it like, do you right, okay. go on? Right. Can you do it? Like, just give us a little bit of that and then. The structure. How I know. Can, I'm just, you know. Oh. Thank you so much because I'm super bad at this. This is what I need. So it is based on a method of coaching that I've been working with for with the founder of the method, Lauren Zander. Um, it's called the Handel Method, and she also works with my husband. So they developed this platform um, that's an online curriculum that brings you through 12 modules, and I bring it. I do an intensive version of it over six weeks, a guided intensive version. So that's what we do. We work together. It's a group coaching program. 
Um, there's, Love that. I usually bring in between 20 to 30 new people, but everyone who's done the program comes in as support. And I also have three integrity management coaches that come in and coach and help and guide. We have six group calls over the course of six weeks. It gets super raw. I require attendance. There is homework. I require homework. And we basically just show up and support each other. And the best part of it is it's a group of, it's a community where people are not afraid to call each other out. So I have a group in my, um, on Facebook called the Bliston community where people get together. It's like 3,500 people. And it's usually someone will, you know, bring up a problem like my kid's having trouble at school. And then everyone else is like, it's not your kid's fault. You're the best mom. Call the principal. (laughs) Get mad. You know, whereas in this group we might be, so let's talk about how your kid is showing up. Let's talk about how you're showing up as a parent. Let's take full accountability for what's going on. And sometimes there's equal responsibility in both parties. Sometimes it's just you. And, um, yeah, but we call each other out, and it's really loving and really supportive. And so is it a call-in group coaching? So you call into a number and everybody's on the phone, or is it like a – It's video. It's a group video call. It's video. You really got to show up. Yeah, you really like have that. to show up. I don't like the cameras off. We 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 talk face now, to face. That's important to me. And I love that because I mean I've actually done several group coachings where it's just the phone. But what I love, what I know about group coaching and what has worked for me was that I had to show up. Was that I had to get mm-hmm. real. So this is actually going to be even more real than I've had to get because I haven't had to be face to face. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that is one of my insecurities. I don't even like to see myself on camera. And so it'll be interesting for me in that sense. I just got that download, like, you're going to, this is going to be so good for me to get to know who I am on the outside, too. It's very interesting. I'm excited. Well, my core belief going forward with the world and just changing the world in general really quick is that it's going to be grand efforts, like huge marches and people rising up together in huge communities online. But what I really believe it's going to be are small groups of women getting in circles face-to-face and talking things out and supporting and holding each other. So I really wanted this group to feel like that because I can't do it in person. I wanted us to look at each other and to see each other and our range, full range of emotions and laugh and cry and do all those hard things. So that's um, wow. that supports that belief. Got it. Yay. Wow, that's amazing. Well, oh my God, I'm so excited. Okay, so with all of this going on, you're mm-hmm. a mom to five kids yeah. as well. Those what people. The heck? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, <laughs> like, wh- like, I mean, I have two teenagers, and I, you know, sometimes just go, oh my God, mm-hmm. you know. I do that. Um, yeah. So is it just like, ha- tell me about the day in the life of of Becca. Like, you know, we've got all this amazing stuff, and yeah. you still have to be a mommy. Like, I mean, I feel yeah. like we're talking to everybody because I work, Kathy works, we all have kids, and we all have to still show up. You know, we still have to freaking mm-hmm. think about what we're making for dinner every yeah. night of the week, which I think truly think is like the worst punishment ever <laughs> well I don't eat dinner so that's number one so my husband oh. and I, so my husband and I have really created a life that works for us and this didn't come because we have trust funds or great educations or very supportive families because we don't it's just us but we decided the kind of life that we wanted to live and we um, love that. we made it for ourselves so both of us work from home he's a photographer 
and I do my, I have my gig and he, we have very clear roles in, in the household and jobs that we do because we don't want to step on each other's toes. So I, you know, manage the bills and finances. He does all the grocery shopping, getting the kids ready, driving them around and cooking. Um, we, you know, I do the laundry cause no one else is allowed to touch it. You know, we have like really <laughs> clear, I love clearly this. defined roles. That's ex- yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing I mean, a lot that. Of I think yeah, new relationships. It's important that we have expectations. Yeah, it's we and we sit down and we talk about it. Like, what are our expectations? We don't believe in gender roles or like it's whoever's better at the thing and willing to do it. That's who does it. Mm. And we have these, and, and sometimes it shifts. We do have conversations if someone's doing not a great job at it, and we talk about our expectations <laughs> again and our desires and you know what is best for the whole family. So with the five kids, it gets messy um, a lot of times still because schedules change and every, we have a college student all the way down to a three-year-old. So we um, have to be adaptable. We have to live very much yeah. in the moment. So he's a live-in-the-moment person. I'm the plan-ahead person. That's like He just takes care of things like as they go, and I'm like, okay, so what does this mean going forward with the schedule? And we, you know, every day it's, it's fun and chaotic. We have, a, we have to approach it with a lot of humor. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a, all about communication constantly. And the kids, they're terrible. So, I mean, they just, they just have to fall in line. They try to disrupt us at any, you know, chance that they get. Uh, well, Rebecca, you do share a lot of your fun stuff with your family on Facebook. So tell our listeners where they can find you uh, to follow your story and to find your daily meditations. And you do some 11-11 Facebook Lives every day. And you just have a lot yeah. to offer. You know, I follow... I'm in a couple groups and I follow a couple key people and you're one of my faves. So I, I just want to let you. everybody know where they can find you. Bexlife.com, B-E-X. That's my nickname, Bex Life. And my husband says it's like thug life, but with unicorns and rainbows. So if you go to <laughs> Bexlife.com, you can find the links to everywhere. I love hanging out on Instagram and Facebook the most. And I'm, you know, I'm deeply engaged with my audience and I love talking to you. So I'd love for everyone to just come say hi so we can chit chat. And uh, one so more excited. thing, I know we're getting to the end of our, our, our time here, but I also wanted to say, I know you're, and I, I don't know if you want to talk about it and you don't have to, but I'm already thinking about the next time we're going to have you on the show. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you have, you're, you're writing another book. I am. I just finalized negotiations on my second book, tentatively titled um, Managing the Motherload. And it's about my, my journey as a mother. It is not a parenting book. I loathe parenting books so I never give parenting advice because I only know five kids and I'm only expert in five kids kind of (laughs) so I'm going to be talking about you know my um my journey as a woman through motherhood from age 18 to now and raising these five kids and what it's taught me and then also a lot about my relationship with my own mother and how it's hurt me and healed me and how that translates into me and my relationship with my kids wow well, we look so forward good. to that. We look so good. Yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, Rebecca, thank you so much. I know you have a super busy day. <laughs> and yep. I look forward to your – I already did your meditation on confidence today already. And so we are awesome. all tuning in. And you guys got to start following Rebecca and doing her work because I promise you it's life-changing. And I will see you in the Block to Bliss program in April. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Have a great day, sweetheart. And be safe with your nor'easterns. Yes, I will. (laughs) All right. Bye, Rebecca.
Bye-bye. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> he is so inspiring. I just want to, like, go jump off the rooftops and scream and say everybody needs to talk to her and learn from her. And, gosh, <clears throat> wow. And, and, you I'm know, so inspired. Really, I, I, I told you, like I told you, and, yes, and you I did. love that because, um, you know, the, one of the things about her book that was really, like, so inspiring is that, yes, she teaches you meditation in this book. But she shares enough personal, and it's kind of, you know, I feel like it's, it's a writing style I really relate to. She, she shares personal things that you can relate to, which makes you want to learn the tools which got her through. If that, I mean, there's a flow mm. of, the, of the way she writes. It's very, it's very well written. And for someone who said, you know, I, I'm just, you know, she wrote it. I really believe this is one of those books much like Wayne wrote, I can see clearly now that you just sit down and write, you know, and it pours out mm-hmm. of you. And then, so, yeah, well, it's really exciting to have her on the show. You know, I could check that off my bucket list, and I know she'll come back on uh, again when her book comes out. It will be really great. So, yeah, anyway, I'm excited. Do you have a Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote? <clears throat> you know, I actually don't because we were in meditation this morning together. <laughs> Um, but he's doing great. Um, but we can get one really quickly. No, I'm going yeah, okay. to pull whatever one comes up. Um, okay. Well, this is a great one. You know, and I just went like uh, like the roulette wheel. Here we go. What's Wayne got to say? And here's what Wayne is telling us What's today. He... Okay. With everything that has happened to you, you can either feel sorry for yourself or treat what has happened as a gift. Everything is either an opportunity to grow or an obstacle to keep you from growing, and you get to choose. He's staring at me straight, just staring at me straight in the face with that. And I know he paid us a visit today. I truly believe that with your, you know, because like Rebecca said, we went deep fast. And I, you know, when when you read her book and you read her story about her mom in the book, it it is very – it is very touching and very deep. And she's, you know, to share what she shared was, uh, I'm really grateful that the Best Life Cafe oh, was able too. to yeah. have that conversation. So, anyways, yeah. other she's, than that, she's my dear, a special I think lady. I'm good. Angel card? Well, I pulled a card. card yep, I, I got Perfect. it. I, and, and, you know, along the lines of what I really, I loved what she said about parenting and how like she would never give parenting advice because she only knows five know. kids. It's like, you know, like when you think about like, it, ha- it's like, yeah. Pause every sex life would say pause up to that. <laughs> yeah. Because the truth is, is that we, we all think we know. I mean, what is Abraham? Like Abraham says this thing where it's like when, like, you know, everybody, like when you're asking for advice from somebody, they're giving you what would work for them, not, would work, not what would work for you. Like when you go to right. a car dealership, the car dealer guy is, you know, he's going to sell you a car that works for him. And I realized that it's all about, like, I'm, I really heard her message today for me, which is what I took away, which was, you know, who, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's what you think. And that's what's true. You know, it's like yeah. You, yeah. She's, she's giving – she has her five children, right? But we all talk mm-hmm. about, you know, it's like 
Chloe is, you know, 19 and dealing with her stuff and Jack is, you know, 18 and he's got his stuff, but you like, I'm really the only person that knows what will work for them, you know, cause I'm their mom. And, and, and actually that's not even true. It's almost like what works, like they know what's got to work for them. But I just, I really just appreciate, like I got to just look at it in a different way today. And mm-hmm. with that said, so I pulled the card today. Um, oh, I'm using the um, crystal, um, are they called crystal angel? Yeah. The crystal angel cards from Doreen today. And I pulled fluorite and fluorite is so awesome because the card is natural beauty and authenticity. This card is about Mm. feeling comfortable and happy with your natural self. Perhaps you've been trying to conform to others' expectation and lost yourself along the way. Now it's time to be wonderful and amazing as God has created you. This may um, involve speaking more authentically from your heart and letting people know your real thoughts and feelings. You may detach from people pleasing or worry about um, others' approval. Like, hello, you can't make this stuff up, right? I mean, that's just so perfect. Right, what we were talking about. And I love how she, yeah, yeah, because I love how she talked about the fact that you really have to show up authentically. You and I both know from groups that we've been in together that it doesn't work if you don't. If you don't show up. Well, what's the point? And really get real with who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, my dear. Well, have a blessed, blessed Southern California day. I will talk Thank to you, you baby. soon. And I just okay. want to give a shout out to next week. We have Dorena Kaur, our space doula, coming on the show. She is oh. a feng shui expert, and it is going to be an awesome interview. So don't forget to mark your calendars for next Wednesday at 8.30 a.m. See you then. Bye, everybody. Aloha, everybody. Have a great week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.